Greetings, friend. Welcome back to the Wayfarer Podcast. I'm Tom Well, Thanks so much for joining me again today on this chapter, The Journey. We're in Genesis chapter 8, and it was the very first verse that I pulled out this morning. It says, But God remembered Noah and all the wild animals and the livestock that were with him in the ark. Today's podcast is entitled, The Inflection Point of Kindness. Every spring, our small town has a tulip festival that attracts huge crowds that wander our quaint little public square. The crowds bring out a certain brand of street preachers who every year stand in crowded areas on the corners and loudly proclaim their brand of hellfire, condemnation, and judgment on all of us sinners. Now, the modern-day would-be prophets always bring out a mixture of both anger and sadness in me. The anger comes from the fact that they give individuals who aren't followers of Jesus a skewed mental picture of who Jesus is and what his message is all about. And the sadness is for the hearts of these misguided prophets themselves who, judging by their hatred and vitriol, have truly not come to grips with their own sinfulness nor have they experienced God's amazing grace themselves. Now, in yesterday's podcast, I observed the parallel between the destructive flood of Noah and the redemptive metaphor of baptism. And because we're in the beginning of the great story, the journey through Genesis is chock full of the first appearances of themes that foreshadow the books and the chapters and the stories yet to come in the great story. Today's chapter is an inflection point in the story of Noah, which shifts the narrative from destruction through the flood to redemption. It begins with the very first verse of today's chapter that I highlighted at the top of the podcast. Now, the Hebrew word for remembered, as in God remembered Noah, is Zekar, and it means more than just that, oh, aha, yeah, oh, yeah, Noah, you know, remembering, kind of bringing to mind that the word remembered conjures in the English. Zekar is layered with notions of fondness, honor, worthiness, active consideration. It's a loving kindness type of remembrance that motivates actions. And this is a stark contrast to the judgment and regret that has been describing God's mood to this point in the Noah story. And what follows after this loving, kind remembrance of Noah and the animals in the ark, what follows is the account of the end of the flood. But what's lost on most modern day readers is the hidden parallel to the original creation story in chapter one. And There are seven parallels, just as there were seven days in creation. So chapter 8, verse 2 mentions the waters above and below the earth, just like chapter 1, verse 7. Chapter 8, verse 5 mentions the ground appearing, just like chapter 1, verse 9. Chapter 8, verse 7 mentions birds flying above the earth, just like chapter 1, verse 20. Chapter 8, verse 17 mentions the animals, just like chapter 1, verse 25. Chapter 9, verse 1 says, be fruitful and multiply, just like chapter 1, 
verse 28a. 9.2 mentions humanity's dominion over creation, just like chapter 1, 28b. And chapter 9, verse 3 mentions God's giving of plants and animals for food, just like chapter 1, verse 30. So now we have a new theme emerging, which will be vitally important in the great story, all the way to the very end. And it's a variation on the, the theme of order, chaos, reorder that we talked about a couple chapters ago. This theme is creation, destruction, recreation. And we see this theme in Jesus' proclamation, I'm going to destroy this temple and rebuild it in three days. We will see this theme at the very end of the great story in Revelation when the old heaven and earth pass away and a new heaven and earth are created. And we see this theme in the lives of those who follow Jesus. Paul describes this in his letter to Jesus' followers in the city of Corinth. Quote, because of this decision, we don't evaluate people by what they have or how they look. We look at Jesus, the Messiah, that way once, and it got it all wrong, as you know. We certainly don't look at Jesus that way anymore. Now we look inside, and what we see is that anyone united with Jesus gets a fresh start, is created anew. The old life is gone. A new life, new creation emerges. Look at it. All this comes from God who settled the relationship between us and him and then called us to settle our relationships with each other. God put the world square with himself through the Messiah Jesus, giving the world a fresh start by offering the forgiveness of sins. That's 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 16 through 18 in the message. See, from the very beginning of the great story, God introduces and foreshadows the grand theme in light of humanity's sin. Reorder, redemption, recreation. So in the quiet this morning, my mind wanders back to the street preachers spewing their condemnation at tulip time. I'm reminded of Romans 2.4, which says that it's God's kindness that leads to repentance. Not hatred, not anger, not judgment, not condemnation or damnation. See, I've experienced my own spiritual inflection point when I realized that my sin was every bit as heinous as the worst of sinners. But Jesus remembered Zekar, he remembered me, and his loving kindness extended grace, mercy, forgiveness to me. And that shifted my own story to one of redemption. May I always, Zekar, remember others the same way. Hope this finds you well wherever you are on life's journey, my friend. We'll see you back here tomorrow.